Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hope you guys all had a great weekend because we have got more normal-sized NBA slates. Nine games, lots of players on the injury report. A little bit of break in the NCAA action, which means regular-sized NBA slates do us a favor. Like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, check out our sponsor, FanUp. If you sign up using the promo code awesome, you get 25 bucks for free and $20 in site credit. That's all you need to do is just sign up using that promo code awesome. If you guys have any questions for us whatsoever today, Leave in the comment section below. And let's hit on this lengthy injury report, Adam, starting with the news we most recently got, which is the Boston Celtics. They're not going to have Robert Williams, nor are they going to have Marcus Smart today. Going to open up playing time, both the front court and the back court. Seems to me like the obvious beneficiaries are Al Horford and Derek White. How do you see this shaking out? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that you get an increase in rates for Horford, um, assuming he's going to be playing more time at the five. You should get more minutes for Derek White, who at 4,700 is going to look pretty good. And then I think it also potentially opens up Daniel Tice as a value option at 3,500 on DraftKings. We didn't have a lot of value coming into today, and we do know that Boston has said they want to get Tice more minutes. He's been in the rotation the last couple of games. So whereas in in previous games, like you've gotten a lot of Grant Williams at 3,400 when Horford or Williams have been out. I think you still get a good amount of Grant Williams, um, but maybe a little bit more Tice here as well. And then on the other side of the game, they're playing already the Celtics are playing a not very good Oklahoma City Thunder team, although they have overachieved this year. They've one of the better records in the league against the spread, but this could be a really shorthanded team today. SGA is questionable. We also got Kenrich Williams questionable. He hasn't played for a meaningful amount of time, but you know, maybe he could work himself into the rotation and be a piece here. But then, of course, all the other players that are out for this team, Lou Dort out for the season, Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, those three out for the year. And then we also have had Josh Giddy has not played for an extended period of time. Who is going to take on the usage for this team if SGA is also out? Uh, yeah, you would expect a bump in production for Trey Mann. You would expect Pogoshevsky to take on a bigger role, uh, maybe a little bit more for Darius Baisley. I don't think it's necessarily one guy that steps up and becomes a lot better, mostly because... Uh, most of the players on OKC just aren't capable of being that guy. But if SGA is out, you do get a little bit more playing time for some guys, and there is obviously usage and production to go around. So I think those three in particular look better. Uh, Teo Maladon potentially can play some more at 3,500. Last game, though, without SGA, you know, you got the nine-man rotation, but you still didn't have anybody top 32 minutes. Uh, Vic Krejci led the way with like 32 minutes and 11 seconds or something like that. Um, so it is interesting kind of to note that they still didn't take the approach where they like, you know, run anyone out there for 36, 37 minutes. Uh, and with a lot of these guys at their, you know, point per minute rates, you you really need every minute you can get. And now let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers, a team that I didn't know it was possible for the Trailblazers to get more shorthanded. They found a way, though. As expected, Damian Lillard's not going to play for the rest of the season. That was made more or less official by Shams this morning. In addition, 
Eric Bledsoe hasn't played for this team. Nurkic remains out. Ingles is out for the season. Anthony Simon's out for an extended period of time this year. Little's out for the season. And now Josh Hart is out of the mix for them. So it does look like Justice Winslow is less of a minutes restriction now. We can see him take on a lot of the bulk on offense. Brandon Williams is going to be there to shoot a ton. But what do we expect from this team now that almost anybody with any semblance of a pulse as an NBA player is out? Yeah, I mean, it just opens up a lot. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of minutes. There's a lot of um, of production available. It's not a bad matchup against Detroit. So I do think $5,500 um, Justice Winslow takes on a bigger role. You know, he's someone that we know can kind of do everything when he's on the floor. Um, makes him look a little bit better. Brandon Williams looks better at 6,600, although that's still, you know, not a, a particularly cheap price tag. Um, but you also get Chris Dunn at 3,800, who played another 24 minutes last game, uh, would have probably played 28 again had the game been competitive. Um, he didn't play in garbage time. So without heart, I think $3,800 Chris Dunn ends up looking like a good value piece. All right, let's move on to Brooklyn with the Nets. And the reason it's significant they're playing in Brooklyn is because that means there is no Kyrie Irving. In previous games, we've seen Goran Dragic move into the starting lineup, and he's had a good deal of success as a points-per-dollar value play in some recent games about Kyrie Irving. But now Goran Dragic is questionable. If Dragic is going to miss tonight's game in addition to Kyrie, where does this mean we're going to see minutes going to in, in the backcourt for the Nets? Because Dragic has played a big role as of late. Yeah, I would expect... Um... Patty Mills to move into the starting lineup. He's 3,500. I would expect him to replace Dragic. If he does, you know, he's cheap. He's probably playing around 30 minutes. The caveat is that Patty Mills is very, very capable of just disappearing and not doing <laughs> much of anything when he's on the floor. Uh, it's kind of been his, his thing for the last couple of months, but you would get more minutes there. I mean, last game, Dragic started, played 36 minutes. Mills played about 17 to 18 off the bench. I think you would get 30 to 32 from Mills as a starter. Uh, so just based on playing time, he would start to look like a decent value. It's quite a gimmick to have. It's like, ah, he plays a bunch, doesn't do anything. It's kind of his thing. But, you know, we've seen Patty Mills get hot shooting. And yeah. if he starts, it would kind of be hard to totally avoid him at his price point. Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, like, it's unusual how poorly he's played over the last month or so. Um, it's not like he's actually a bad player. He's not, as much as he has been reminding us of guys like Tony Snell, he's really not a bad fantasy producer over a larger sample. Yeah, and obviously potential for opportunity there if we do see Drogic get ruled out. Uh, next spot, the Toronto Raptors, who have played a very condensed rotation this year. And now we have Gary Trent out. So this is kind of a different look we haven't seen from this team. Fred Van Vliet will be playing today, but now it's Gary Trent on the sidelines alongside OG Ananobi and Malachi Flynn. Who do you think picks up the most minutes here? My intuition is that we just see more bigger lineups from Toronto. Yeah, that's my expectation as well. Uh, that's typically what they've done whenever... They you know, are missing starters. Yesterday, you got uh, Precious Achua and Kem Birch both starting with Van Vliet out. I assume you're going to get the same lineup as yesterday, the only difference being Van Vliet in place of Trent. Um, as a result, you got like 34 minutes from Achua. You got 21 from Birch. You got 20 from, from Young. You got 39 from Boucher. I don't think that you can project 39 minutes for Boucher, but um, you know, at 4,800, if he even gets to like 26 to 28 minutes, he's going to look like a pretty decent option. All right, few more players to hit on, and all of them pretty significant. It's not just the amount of injuries we have on today's slate, but it's also just the name value of these players. A lot of high-usage guys, and now you're Washington Wizards, Adam. Kyle Kuzma is questionable, and this is something you and I had talked about with Kristaps Porzingis as of late, is we're getting close to seeing him have the, the training wheels come off in terms of minutes restriction, and the usage has been massive for him. So last game... He only played 26 minutes, but it was the tail end of a back-to-back. -back. He had five personal fouls. Usage rate over 40% without Kyle Kuzma. 
I like Porzingis, whether Kuzma is in or out. But if Kuzma is out, Porzingis is one of the highest priority plays for me today. Yeah. Um, the only thing, you know, kind of hurting Porzingis is that, as far as I know, he is still on, on the minutes limit. But I agree with you that it seems like we're getting very close to that going away. He played the back-to-back last game, you know, played 25 to 26 minutes. But like you said, um, had five fouls and it was the second half of a back-to-back. It just feels like we're getting to the point where you're going to start seeing uh, more minutes from Porzingis. And I think that he's he's underpriced. It's a good matchup against Houston. Uh, if Kuzma is in, I think Porzingis looks good. But if he's out, like you were saying, you're talking about even more usage for, for Porzingis. All right, now it's time to hit on a couple of the biggest names on the injury report, starting with, in Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns. He is an arm injury. He's questionable to play. One caveat to this is that Minnesota has been uh, pretty liberal with who they list as questionable on the injury report as of late because it seems if anybody's somewhat dinged up, they just get listed as questionable. And more often than not, these Minnesota players have been playing through questionable tags. With that said, he's on the injury report. He's a big name. We should hit on it. If Carl Anthony Towns does not play, What does this mean for the rest of the Timberwolves? It means more usage for D'Angelo Russell um, and Anthony Edwards, but it also means more playing time for Nas Reed, who is 4,100 on DraftKings, has power forward eligibility. He's a good point-per-minute fantasy producer. So uh, if you do actually get talent sitting, Reed is likely to step up as a very good value option. And final spot on the slate, Joel Embiid, questionable to play again. He's going to sit out one of these days, and it keeps burning me because we saw, I think it was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, Doc Rivers said, there's a plan to sit James Harden and Kyrie Irving uh, to sit James Harden and Joel Embiid in games down the stretch of the season. So my mind, every time I see Joel Embiid get listed on the injury report as question, I go, this is going to be the time that he sits. I immediately go and bet against the Philadelphia 76ers. Then 30 minutes before the game starts, we find out that Joel Embiid's actually playing. Now, questionable. I'm once again going to say, I think we're going to see Joel Embiid finally sit this time. We have seen the line move in favor of the Miami Heat. It was uh, about one point. Earlier in the day, now we're looking at the Heat as three-point favorites. Number one, how likely do you think it is that Joel Embiid sits? And then where does the usage and playing time go if he isn't in there? I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think there's a decent chance he sits, but also I think Doc Rivers is just a habitual liar and (laughs) Embiid may not sit the rest of the season. So um, it, it does feel like a truly... With it being a back-to-back, it feels a little bit more truly questionable than normal. Um, normally, recently, when he's been listed as questionable, I've kind of ignored it and just said, like, okay, this is LeBron James, like, part two. Um, but with it being a back-to-back, I think it's a little bit more likely. Uh, if he does sit, then, you know, you're talking about increased production for guys like Harris and Maxi. But really, uh, James Harden is the one that would, you know, really stand out. He's 10K on DraftKings, so he, he looks decent or looks good, even if, if Embiid's in. But he's played 122 minutes since joining the Sixers without Embiid. 1.66 DraftKings points per minute, 55% assist percentage, 38.5% usage rate. He would end up looking like uh, probably the best payoff option on the slate. And then in terms of the starting center, maybe Paul Millsap, maybe DeAndre Jordan, uh, what would you make of that situation from a value standpoint? Yeah, this is the part I'm dreading the most for whenever Embiid does inevitably sit because I assume you're going to get one of Jordan or Millsap starting, but I still just have no real confidence in how many minutes they play. Uh, but they're both decent point per minute fantasy producers. So when you look at Jordan at 3,300, you look at Millsap at 3K flat, if one of them is in the starting lineup, I think they're likely to play at least 20 to 22 minutes and project as pretty good values. Um, there is just you know, no, no real certainty on how that rotation goes. All right, that is going to do it for us. Big injury report, lots of news. Like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you guys could check out the deeper dive, which I'll be doing with Adam later. And then, of course, live before law because there's going to be injury updates. A lot of value is going to open up depending on which of these guys 
sit or end up playing. So very important news for today's slate. Good luck.